It's Frank and Chipper, here we go. It's time for some real talk, let's start the show. We're bringing all things cannabis to you. Political, pregnancy, and race issues. Take control of your health and of your life. With Frank and Chipper, let's do it right. Welcome to another episode of Frank and Chipper. I'm your host, Kristen Reiswig. Today we're talking with Matt Reiswig, my husband, who you've heard in previous interviews interviewing me, but this time I get to interview him. I am interviewing him about how we are giving our privacy away one click at a time. And if you don't know about this, you need to listen. There was so much information, we actually made it a two-part series, but I'm releasing them both at the same time. I'm so excited for you to take a listen. The information is super vital, super important, mind-blowing, scary, awakening. You might experience any of those emotions after listening to this episode on social media, the internet, our privacy in regards to things that we have in our homes like Alexa and our cell phones. It's mind-boggling and super important for everyone to listen to. Here we go. Do you remember the guest I had on, Jacqueline Reiswig? Well, she wrote a book called Second Life. It's about a young archivist who meets her celebrity crush, British actor Wes Hastings, on the tube in London before a terrorist attack. Her dream trip to London is suddenly a nightmare. And for Wes to have a chance at survival, she has to make some really terrible choices and he never even gets her name. But you know, the story doesn't end there, and it is so fun to read. If you are looking for a fun, feel-good book to read during this quarantine, I definitely recommend reading this book, Second Life by Jacqueline Reiswig. You can find it on Kindle and Amazon. What is it that LeVar Burton says from Reading Rainbow? Here's a great book, but you don't have to take my word for it. Okay, so I get to interview you this time. That's right. I'm excited about this because right before I was going to interview Jonathan, I was telling you about a couple of questions that I was going to ask him. And you went on this like passionate soapbox moment and said some really powerful things. And I wanted to talk to you about those things because I think they're things that people do not know about. Okay. So... And I think the industry that you're in, which, what, what, what are you here? I always introduce my yeah. podcast guests. So this is Matt Reiswig, and he's my husband, and also... A designer, yeah. I think you're more than that. You're a designer and... Designer, entrepreneur... User experience expert, branding yeah. expert, all those things, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think that's why I call myself a designer because most of what I do has to do with design. I do consulting regarding brand and brand strategy, brand creation, naming, user experience design, and interaction design. So in addition to working full-time, I also teach and, and uh, take Parent on- full-time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then take on consulting and do consulting work and, yeah. and side projects. So- so you're qualified to talk about this topic. You know, I, I like to I like to think that I am. Um, well, but I think most I think, of it is about being 
being informed and being surrounded by the, you know, the, the decision to consume electronics has far more to do with ethics than we realize. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that you're talking about this because it's kind of a dichotomy between like your job is technology. Right. But yet you're speaking out saying technology is not always good. Is yeah. That, you know. So my, my, one of my personal goals is to raise up an army of ethics based designers who pay attention to and give regard to all of the people that we are serving and make decisions that are not only for the best of the user, but also for the best of society. Okay, and so what are some of the ethics that you don't see happening right now? Well, some ethics challenges are really about our devices and what we can opt in and opt out of, for example. Okay. This is just one example. Okay, so. So, so let me just say, let, let me just give you an example. Uh-huh. The iPhone 11 shipped not too long ago. And when it was released, the iPhone 11 was found to, it was discovered that it was defaulting to sharing data location without anybody choosing to make it so. Mm. That is an ethical decision that is being made by designers or design teams that are inside of major organizations and inside of all kinds of organizations all over the world every single day. So why, why is knowing where the user's at on that? What kind of data are they searching for? Really, that's, that's my question. Yeah, so that's a great question. And, and there is an argument about that. Is our physical location a, considered a notion of privacy? And my argument is that yes, it is. Yeah. We, we should be able to knowingly decide who we want to know Where we're at. Uh, our location. Yeah where we're at, where we're sitting, whether I'm at home, whether I'm at a store, whether I'm on vacation or Especially in another country. Especially for the safety of, if you have a restraining order on somebody or children who have phones that predators can see where they're at. And there are a lot of people that um, have made the argument, there, there are a couple of arguments that are made. One is, look, you can choose to use our phone or not use our phone. That's not our problem. If you use our yeah. phone, you agree to a certain set of rules. And that's scary in and of itself. That is super scary. Because everybody could just start saying that. Well, you know, everybody can start putting those stipulations on their products. Yeah. And a lot of people have. And, and that is really, really disturbing because it's a little bit like borrowing from um, the private business argument, right? So there's a landmark case about certain individuals not being able to be served by private businesses and whether that is ethical or not. Oh, Can like the I Colorado deny... bakery that didn't want to serve the lesbian yes. couple? Oh, right. Okay. Can I decide as a private business to deny your service? And, and physical location, physical property 
about private businesses. So what happens on my private, in, in my private business in, on our location, basically they're adopting the same sort of mentality with the phone. And it's a way too far overextension into what we all know is now becomes our personal property, right? Yeah. It's, it's, there's, there needs to be common sense laws that basically dictate that, wait a second, we bought that property. Right. That property is ours. It's now transferred from your property right. to me. So, yeah. Now, the other argument that is, is also popular is, wh what do I care? What do I care? There, there's so much data. There's, there's you know, it's, it's all too big for someone. I, you know, who, who cares about my data, where I go? Nobody's paying attention to that. And if they really want to pay attention to that, I guess they deserve, you know, to get that data. Here's the problem with that argument. <laughs> the, the problem with that stance is that it's an underestimation of the value of your private data. And, and in two ways. One, it's an underestimation because the large group's set of data is super valuable because you can literally talk about, about the way that things are trending, mm -hmm. about tracking travel data, and this is just one example of a piece of data, location data. The other, the other problem is, and, and this is a problem that I want to talk about more, is individual tracking. That it's actually not true that no one cares exactly where you are. A lot of companies care about exactly where you are. And we are not at the point anymore where people cannot pay attention to individuals. Our computer processing power has come so far that computers are able to analyze that data and actually serve you up different content based on where you're at and who you are. Okay, so I was lost there for a second. Yes. It might be because I'm elevated. That's okay. So what you were just saying is we we act like we don't care. Oh, they don't care who I am or where I'm going. Right. But because you go to church and to Walmart and to the gym, they're going to serve you different content than somebody that goes to a tattoo shop, goes to the dispensary, and goes to Walmart. Exactly. The idea that no one cares is just not true. It's and, just not true anymore. And when you when when you say content, you mean on social media or yeah. So let's talk about that. On the TV? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. Basically, we, w without going too far back, I assume that everybody knows what the internet is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what that, and for those who don't, the internet is not some thing that happens in the cloud. The cloud is representative of actually, it's a pretty picture compared to what actually exists which is millions and millions of miles of cable and data connected to real computers that are, that are um, and, and usually in ginormous banks, um, sitting in warehouses all over the world, including right here in America. In fact, we drove past one all the time 
on our trip from Tulsa to Dallas. There's a major hub that is operated by Google, yeah. and it is basically to serve the internet. Thousands and thousands of computers sitting in huge, huge warehouses that basically make the internet work, okay? Are so, we gonna run out of room to put this stuff? <laughs> is that a whole um, other topic? Uh, I mean, the short answer there is that no. Basically what happens is computing power gets better and computers smaller. get smaller yeah. over time. Yeah. We already know that we can make microscopic computers there will be different types of processing power that happens. See, because when I think internet, I think just like molecules floating through the air, zooming in, right. zooming in a line like cable. But yeah, what, what, so everything is we, connected by wires, cable. You know, that, that's probably not all the way true because so much of the internet that we think about is from our mobile devices. And, and actually, that's internet that's connected via signal, right? Okay, so signal is energy, right? Being passed? Yeah. It, frequencies. Frequencies, um, and but there are different types okay. of processes. Um, but I feel like I'm getting a science lesson. That, that's right okay. Now. That's okay. And it, it's really probably less important to the conversation because what it, what it is really about is that you should know that we are all connected in this way that, and that basically all of the internet is communicating information. What's, what's super important to know is that your physical location of your internet is a known thing. It's a known variable. So your home address mm -hmm. is a known variable. People can drive to your address. Yeah. What people I don't think realize is that the internet is the same. You have, your house has a, an address. VPN? It's called an I, IP. IP okay. address. Yes. Internet What's a VPN? Protocol. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay. But that's how they catch killers. Yes, exactly. Yes. yes. I yes, know about exactly. the IP and the VPN and the... Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so... Um, Track them. Yeah, IP is an internet protocol. And basically, all it is, is it, it is basically telling people of like a physical, physical location of where that data is being transmitted to. Yeah. Um, and uh, devices also have their own IP. So your uh, phone. we know your phone has an IP, uh, your computer, your home computer, your laptop has a, an IP. And get this, my pager. all of your internet connected devices have IPs. So if you have a coffee maker that connects to the internet, it oh. has an IP address. If you have a refrigerator, Don't say this, you're going to tip off the killers. <laughs> they shouldn't know all this. If you have a refrigerator that connects to the internet because it displays the weather right. mm -hmm. or it connects to, you know, your Spotify. Yeah. Those things have an IP address. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What What is important about that? And I'm circling back around to our to your question. This was the roundabout way to get to like, hey, just so you know, all of the things that are internet connected. Yeah. Those things are connected to this much bigger network, 
and we don't think about it like that. Yeah. We just think about it like television. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we're just receiving a signal. Yeah. That is not how it goes. With the internet, the signal comes in and goes out. Mm -hmm. and, and why is that important? Because to your question about does anybody care? Nobody cares. Yes, they do. Because um, basically that content. Well, yes, they want to feed you content. But what we know now and that is far more valuable is and, and really is the silent killer, the one that people are really trying to, the one that the European Union is trying to um, get a hold of and the one that we really should be trying to get a hold of is your private data. Mm. All of the data that comes from your home in, on, on my stance and a lot of other people's stance should be private data. Mm. Unfortunately, when you go home and you connect your refrigerator to uh, the internet, that data and the, and the data about how that device is used, um, what is being fed into it, yeah. is often being used and resold from the company wow. that is offering that product. And it's being done right under our noses mm -hmm. and without our permission, without our express permission. Yeah. And believe it or not, that represents a ridiculous amount of monetary value. Yeah. Meaning that... Um, Money is exchanging hands in yeah. large quantities. That's what that means. And, and we ain't seeing any of it. And it's our data. Yes. My example here was pretty safe. Yeah. Because it's about your, it's about your refrigerator. Okay. But, but we're I, Frank and Chipper. But I did that on purpose <laughs> so that you understand very innocently how like things connect. Yeah. Now let's. I'm move. about ready to throw my phone across the room, aren't I? With, with what you're about <laughs> let's ready to move say to, to the next step. Okay, <laughs> let's just step it up one piece okay. of personal, private data. Yeah. At a time. Okay. So the refrigerator connectivity seems rather innocuous. There are there are problems that we can talk about maybe some other time, but basically they're too smart. It's it's uh it's taxing your internet at home and we just need to make those uh devices just a little dumber okay um we don't have to have alexa to tell our refrigerator or to tell yeah. our coffee maker to turn on yeah and and i'll tell you why that's important in a minute but but let's step it up to your car your car and this is an actual fact this is not conspiracy theory but your car, the personal data coming from your car and your car's usage and location has been known to be tracked by manufacturers now for years. Really? And then that information is being sold to other companies to find out information about your usage. Wow. Not only your usage, but your community's usage. Right, as a whole. Your regional, yeah. your regional usage and your international usage. Right? Fascinating. Already starts to feel creepy. Yeah. Uh, did I sign up for that? I didn't sign up for that. No. And the more um, computerized our cars have become, mm. the more um, the data, it is. The, 
the easier it is to find out the exact data yeah. of what we're doing in our vehicles. Okay. Now, uh, uh, let's talk about security because now we have an internet connected security device. And thankfully we chose one that was only internet connected through our private network. Now, why did we do that? Because there are internet connected devices that are not closed networks that are actually connected to the internet at all times. And they are being hacked oh my gosh. because their IP addresses are easily just hackable. Yeah. And people are getting to those IP addresses. And you know, <laughs> what I say is scary people doing scary things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some real live examples are people talking to their child from an internet connected device in that child's room, just speaking to them out loud. Okay. You don't look scared. I don't understand. Literally a hacker is hacking into a security system yeah. in a home and talking to a person's child in their own bedroom. Oh my gosh. Okay. I thought you were saying the parent was talking to the child. No. no. Oh my gosh. Hackers talking to people um, through their ring devices. Hackers That's hacking into scary. internet connected um, security systems. <laughs> You're like, you don't look scared. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh no, this is what I do for fun on the side. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and you're like, you have been watching way too much Murder Shop. You're too <laughs> right. calm right Yes, now. yes. Yeah. Um, and most importantly, hackers using security systems against people. Basically, Jeez. using their own security systems to find out how often they leave, what their um, oh schedule is, and... That's things horrible. things that without a security system they would never be able to find out no. but basically using the security system as a weapon for helping them to rob you know to to uh rob oh them or or attack them yeah so now oh you think that's scary uh. what's worse is we have invited the beast into our own home now I'm going to try to take, I'm going to try to speak a little more plainly so that I don't come off all conspiracy theory okay. guy, because none of this is conspiracy. Uh, any of your listeners can go and Google any of these things and find out not just one example, but dozens, or in the case of the security system, yeah. thing, hundreds. Oh and every single major security system is being sued right now because the idea of connecting your your um security devices yeah. to the to the internet is a good one yeah but they don't do a good job of actually setting up the internet security part to okay. making your home more secure from a data standpoint which makes these hackers it open can just come in and figure out when you're yeah the systems are vulnerable so that's what that's what people are suing for is vulnerability yeah, yeah. so and honestly some of the worst devices are the ones that are readily available so mm -hmm. like you know you go to best buy 
you buy a ring device because yeah. that's what has been popular. Those are the ones that are actually more susceptible to attack mm. because they're the most popular. Well, they and the most people are people. setting them up themselves and don't know that they're opening themselves up to this. Correct. They, so that's they why don't this really important have, to talk about. They don't really have the expertise to set up their own devices. Yeah. So if you're going to have a security system, well, one of my, this goes to practical advice. Yeah. Um, do, do not connect devices that are inside of rooms. Listen, if, if you've got a kid who needs to be watched that carefully, you should probably be sleeping in their room, yeah. okay? Don't connect, don't connect audio and video devices all over your house. It's unnecessary and it's not, it's uh, basically opening you, opening you up for total and complete nightmares to happen in your house. Wow. Secondly is ask your security system uh, people if mm -hmm. they can do what's called a closed network. It basically means that the device can talk to itself or in, mm -hmm. and to each other, but security is less of an issue because it's connected to each other and then maybe it goes out and hits the internet and then closes back up. Okay. And then thirdly is don't install your own system, <laughs> right? So just like get- If you're not a computer guru <laughs> and you don't understand what he's talking about, yeah. get somebody else to do it. Don't install your yeah. own system. Uh, having an internet connected device is a huge, it, it's like basically unlocking your front door and just being like, well, we hope nobody comes in. Eventually, they, they might not for a long time, yeah. but eventually they will. Yeah. Eventually somebody will or walk. Or something. Yeah. Critter. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and, okay. Okay, so you say you said this is where we've really unleashed the beasts or something? Yes. You said you're gonna talk something. And yeah, I, I shouldn't say words like the beast. Because, look, it's, it's only scary to people when they find out the mistakes that they've been making, mm -hmm. but, it's, but it's, it's really only palpable when people become victims. Yeah. And, and what I want people to understand is it is important for you to protect yourself digitally so that you don't become a victim. Yeah. Like, don't wait. Don't just say, like, oh, that's never going to happen to me. Yeah. Um, so how can they protect them? What can they do? Yes. Um, to protect themselves. Well, I've got a couple more scary. I've got a couple more. We're scary going further. Oh, I got a couple more scary levels to go through. Okay. Uh, one is that the next level, and we've invited this into our own homes, is what whatever you want to call them. They are internet connected digital conversationalists like alexa things like alexa you know google has one apple has one amazon amazon has one there there are several different devices mm -hmm. and um <laughs> I, I there are so many nightmares to talk about here i'm not even sure which one to talk about but you should know this um Talk about the worst one. That's what people all want. Come on. <laughs> there have been um, there have been murders recorded on people's Alexas. That's amazing. That then. That's good, right? Well, right. <laughs> you you would think so, but but it's but, actually yeah. it's actually terrible because 
guess what is happening is imagine your Alexa records your own murder mm -hmm. and your spouse now is trying to solve that murder mm -hmm. and the police say uh, we're pretty sure that your uh, internet connected device recorded things that are important to solving your spouse's murder but we don't have access to that information we don't own it and you say okay you're the government you're law enforcement go get it yeah and they say sorry we can't now why why is that scary what why, why is that why can't they get it why is that happening well what do you what do you think I don't know because somebody owns it. Amazon owns it. That's right. So um, the company that sold you that device, yeah. even though that device is yours, that data is not yours. That data is owned by the company who sold you that device. And that information has even, people have had to go to court to try to get that information released and not just to your, your county court, but literally to Supreme Court, Supreme court yeah. to try to get those things released. And in some cases... Why won't they release them? Yeah. Like if AT&T has to release cell phone records for a murder, why, why don't they have to release that? Well, what do you think? They're assholes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know! Yeah, um... Well, imagine you're on the board of Amazon and you are in the business of selling as many things to as many people as possible. So you're just going to start selling people's information? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So just tell me there, the answer. there are some, yeah, well, we, we don't know exactly the answer because we're not in the boardroom. The sort of practical answer is is this one it doesn't help me sell things faster it's a pr nightmare actually for me to be embroiled in what could be hundreds or even thousands of court cases from people who are now using this device as part of their security system they don't want to be in the business of security huh. they want to be in the business of selling you more stuff yeah so being in court cases and being and having bad PR happen mm -hmm. doesn't help them sell more things. Hmm. Okay. The other thing is, uh, and, and this is really the big one is court cases reveal how much the device is actually recording. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, and it resets yeah. people's understanding about how much is being recorded wow. and when that happens they will either by uh by sort of you know public outrage be forced to change their devices mm -hmm. change the way that they do business or change the way that they accept that data yeah or risk people not continuing to put them in their homes right? Yeah. And they don't want that. They want them in people's homes. Yeah. Why? Because they are collecting massive amounts of highly valuable personal information when you put one of those devices in your home. That is so creepy. 
So let's just talk about if you think that it's. But I feel like our phones listen to us too because okay, we, we'll, we'll we'll be get there. We'll be like saying something like, "Oh, we should da da da," and then it pops up. Yeah, they're liars. So we'll <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But but imagine just for a second that the devices that we talk to in our home the Alexas and the, what are the other ones called? Siri. Siri. We talked to Siri. Echo. Echo. Alexa. Alexa. You said Google has one and Apple has one. Yeah. It just says, hey, Google. Yeah. You know, and things like that. Yeah. And there are several, several others. Uh, Imagine just for a second that all the information that it collected was only what you talked to it about. Yeah. That's enough. That's enough. We, t- we ask it all kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. We, and by we, I'm not saying our family. No. Because we had ours for about two weeks, and I saw the writing on the wall. I did a bun- bunch of research, mm-hmm. and I immediately got rid Ripped of that it out thing. of the wall. Yeah, I immediately got rid of that thing. <laughs> we, ask it, we ask it personal questions. We ask it private questions. We ask it uh, questions. Uh, that are medical in nature. Yeah. We ask it questions about, about music, music, restaurants, restaurant, food, yep. recipes. You're getting the idea. Turn on the lights, turn off the lights, turn up the music, turn down the music. Yep. Like when you're more active, when you're going to sleep. Yes. Yeah. So you're getting the picture. It is basically, even by just the thing, even if you just say it yeah. only listens when I talk to it. It's no problem. It only listens when I talk to it. Yeah, but you talk to it all the time. I think about and, Marty and Jacqueline's. It's like right I, next to their dinner table. Yeah, and when you <laughs> tell it to, when you talk to it, that information is no longer yours. That's, it immediately becomes the property yeah, and that's not, of a private right. company. That's not right. Those are your private conversations. So that, imagine how. Imagine how valuable that data would be to somebody completely innocuous, like a lighting company or an electricity company. Imagine how valuable that is to the music industry. Amazon Music, Spotify, Pandora. So guess- All the artists. Yeah, so guess who wants that information? Everybody wants that information. Everybody. So they're all paying. Well, let's just let's let's stick with with uh, you know with Amazon for a second. Amazon is then selling that information off to anybody who they want to. Wow. And not only that, they're using it for themselves to continue to know how to market you how to resell you, and yeah. how to predict your, it, it's all about modeling behavior predictions. Yeah. Okay? All right. Now we're going to get real bad. Oh, gosh. I just, I just, <laughs> I was just thinking, like I had this big, like, breathe and sigh and just kind of, you could probably see Do we need the to video. take a rest? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you were like, and, and then Amazon, and it's just like, well, I shouldn't be buying things off of Amazon. It's just like blowing my mind. Like I get to a point in episodes where it's like, I don't know how much more I can take. 
yeah. of this eye opening. Yeah. But yes, I want to, but I need to get more water. So okay. let me take it just a quick second. All right, hit me with the next one. Okay, so before we go on, I, I, I just want to reiterate because we might have lost some people already and I don't want that to happen. I, I realize all of this sounds like the ravings of a madman. I, I've been in this industry for 20 years mm -hmm. and, and I can promise you this, it is not. The, these are all real things that are happening and the reason why it sounds crazy is because to this point in most industries, most of the industries that we generally understand are over a hundred years old. The industries that we understand about construction, mm -hmm. manufacturing, the automobile industry, you know, even telecommunications is, you know, a, a 70, 80 year old marketplace. Yeah. And the internet is not. In general, the internet is about a 25 year old marketplace and really, you know, di didn't really hit its stride until we all started carrying mobile devices, internet connected mobile devices. Mm -hmm. We are in the wild west of this industry. And so my point is we're used to a lot of industries being regulated. And those regulations are important mm. because they protect private citizens. Yeah. They protect private citizens from things like fraud, from privacy cases, uh, basically being misled. The Federal Trade Commission has been in you know, operation for 50 years. We have basically laws in place that, that help people from being defrauded this is a prime time yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, even the state of Missouri, just this just this week, sued a sued a. Do you remember Jim and Tammy Faye Baker yeah. mm -hmm. from the from eight the eighties? Yep, yep. He spent time in jail yeah. and came back out and started his ministry back up again. His ministry uh -huh. and Jim Baker was just sued by the state of Missouri because. He was selling this silver water to his constituency online and telling them that it would cure coronavirus. Oh, so so how God. how does that how does that uh, how is that protected? The FTC, yeah. because the Federal Trade Commission can um, do things like that um, to protect us. Uh, we also have uh, what is what is the other one? Um, I'm, I'm losing it. Uh, all right. So the Federal Trade Commission actually protects us from things like misleading advertising. Mm -hmm. Now that's been, that, that appears to be a fairly cut and dried thing as it relates to television. Because even though we think television is very big, it's not. It's small. It's a small marketplace. There's a lot of regulation in place. There are a lot of companies involved in terms of who is, who are the people who do the production, what company airs it, and then what are the company's 
that actually, you know, own that airtime or sell that airtime. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are involved in making sure that they, they want those things to advertising to not be misleading. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't mean all products are great products, right? Right, <laughs> so, right? But what happened with the internet is that it made people very wealthy, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Look, there are lots of theories as to why, but, but the fact is the internet is one of the least regulated entities or, or marketplaces mm -hmm. that and, like and you were in, talking about like industries, industry, yeah. yep, industries that that has ever existed. Wow. And it is, to be frank, mm -hmm. it is a scary fucking place. Yeah. And and I'm sorry if I get emotional here, but but it is because it is so important. Then what we've done is because, and, and this is how we taught our children about the internet. Imagine the internet is a city. In general, we think about cities being just places where other people live. And it is true on the internet as well. Mm -hmm. But imagine that in this city, there are places that are awesome. Places that have amusement parks, that are fun places and feel like safe places to go, not only for adults, but for kids. Mm -hmm. And there are serious places. There are places of business in that city that are doing you know, awesome and, and wonderful things paying all their taxes, <laughs> selling a great product or yeah. a great service. There are nonprofits in that city. They're doing wonderful things <clears throat> and not only trying to make people better, but trying to make the city better. Mm -hmm. And then you've got some, some darker alleys. And you have bad people. And imagine <laughs> that, you know, so what it's important to know is that how the internet is different than a city is that there happen to be dark alleys that are actually very, very close to amusement parks. Mm -hmm. And we have given, we have adopted devices that we carry that are very useful for our personal lives, for our entertainment, mm -hmm. for our business. And they are very, very powerful devices mm -hmm. And we have put them, we, we have not only chosen to carry them, but we've put them in the hands of children, okay? And, and I'll step off my soapbox for a minute on that. But this is just how life is. I'm not, you know, it's important to understand that all of these things are verifiable. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not talking crazy. Yeah. This is, I'm just imagine, helping you try to, Imagine a picture of things. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine that basically that with access to that city mm -hmm. that we can help ourselves. We can go shopping. We can go have fun. Yeah. We visit the Netflix store. We visit the Amazon store. Mm -hmm. we, visit the, we visit the Disney store. Yeah. We, we go and... And we can generally enjoy life 
all over the place yeah. that we want to. Yeah. When we do that on the devices that we carry in our pockets, most, if not all of the data that is communicated through that device is unprotected both by the law mm -hmm. and is owned privately mm -hmm. by a company. Now, imagine the, right, so, so the scenario, what, why, is that, why is that a problem? Okay. Because remember all the things that I was talking about that we tell the Alexa device? Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, multiply that by a factor of 100 or even a thousand based on your daily activity with your mobile device. Right. Yeah. It is scary the amount of stuff that we do on our mobile devices. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say it's scary, it's amazing. It's amazing yeah. the kinds of things that we can do. Yeah. Right? It's powerful and with power. Super you have powerful. To... Super powerful. We we make appointments. We and, and think about the data that you transmit. You put credit card information in there. You put social security, your social security number in through that device and you have behaviors. Yeah. You open up apps. Every single one of those apps yeah. has an agreement. Do you read any of the agreements no. before you install them? No. No. And neither does anybody else, <laughs> right? If you did, everybody would laugh at you and say, you're ridiculous. You would understand none of it yeah. and you would probably end up installing it anyway yeah. or being scared out of your mind yeah. and not installing anything, yeah. right? So we put a massive amount of information into our phones, okay? That information is, there, there is some contention as to who owns that information. Devices think that they own that information about your behavior, huh. And even when they talk about it being private, yeah. what they really mean is they own it. Mm. So if you decide to store your uh, credit card information in an Apple device, Apple owns that information. Wow. Okay. Now, does that mean that it's using that information? Certainly not. Right. It's, it's not. Right. But, it, but the fact that it owns it yeah. is shocking enough. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about something that's like, we think is like maybe no big deal, right? We talked about location services yeah. before. Yeah. Let's I, just... I know something that people think is no big okay. deal is like taking these quizzes on okay. Facebook. Great example. Let's say you, you want to know which Disney princess you are. You, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I gotta know. Babe. Yeah. Got, gotta know. Gotta know. Gotta know. Was Cruella development? No, she wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't. <laughs> which Cruella, which, which uh, princess are you? Do you know? I have no idea. Okay. Don't I think I might be quiz. Ariel. <laughs> okay. You do have an amazing singing voice. Oh, gosh. <laughs> when I'm on the rowing machine. <laughs> and, and one crazy tale. Um, oh, God. It's, it's, <laughs> it's important. <laughs> You just referred to my tail. I know. I loved it. <laughs> yep. and, and you can. And I, and because you're my husband, so I'm um, not going to have to go home and say, oh my gosh, this guy that I interviewed today talked about my tail. <laughs> um, it, it is, uh, it, it seems totally innocuous. Mm -hmm. You're taking a, a silly quiz. Yep. There are thousands of them. 
and and they really cover the gamut. Everything from you know being silly to being serious. But but what happens? What what you do? What you might not know is that those are those are individualized apps that are created by completely different companies separate from Facebook. Okay, so I'm on my device, then I'm inside of an app, Facebook, then there are actually apps inside of Facebook, inside mm -hmm. of the Facebook network yeah. that, that are called like sub apps or things like that, that, mm -hmm. that basically they're gonna ask you for permission. Yeah, and they you give them permission to all of your information on Facebook yes. that you've ever posted. And, and again, going back to those three reasons, yeah. people just think, that's eh, no big deal. Yeah. And, and, and here's why it's a big deal. So a company a few years, a few years back, they basically operated a data mining company mm -hmm. called Cambridge Analytica. That's Cambridge as in University. We really want to sound like an, a university mm -hmm. so that we sound uh, believable yeah. and, and traditional. And anal Analytica, which is like analytic yeah. with an A on the end, yeah. Analytica. And Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica basically used you. They used you and 50 million other Americans to manipulate you. Now, that's a big jump. So I'm just going to take a rest here because like people are going to be like, and I'm out. Yeah. Okay. I, I want you to recognize the ability that, that devices, that, that the devices that we use have to influence our lives. And Facebook has a really powerful influence in that it displays on a custom basis for each person that is listening a different view than everyone else. Mm -hmm. I think people generally understand that, like, oh yeah, it's my feed. And I'm getting I'm getting different people's posts based yeah. on who I'm friends with, what my interests are, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And that all seems creepy enough to me. <laughs> to not want right. to be involved. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I love my wife and she's on Facebook. And so uh, <laughs> uh, I. It's the only way he knows what's going on in my life. That's right. I participate <laughs> unwillingly. Yeah. But what you can do to protect yourself is not take these quizzes. And here's why. So Cambridge Analytica and companies like that basically ask you to take a quiz. Yeah. And the quiz, like I said, all kinds, all varieties, basically allows you to, when you agree, yeah, you get to take the quiz. And you think that's that's the end of it and that's fun. And and it is. It's it's simple. Mm -hmm. The exchange that you are making, and this is the exchange you're making with your Facebook, and my argument is the exchange you're making with your phone altogether, mm. is that basically you're making a silent agreement that anything that you do will be now known. Yeah. And in the case of Cambridge Analytica, it gave, Facebook gave Cambridge Analytica access to private data that was then used to, and this is in practical speaking, to then what, what's called remarket you, okay? And what remarket, remarketing does. Okay, I was just is gonna it, ask what is remarketing? is basically what is marketing 
marketing is. So if they see that you're a Republican, they're going to market <clears throat> you, remarket you Republican things. Right. So yeah, based on your affiliate registration with the county or with the city, yeah, you get good mail, mm-hmm. right? So this is kind of like that, except except in it's basically targeted because you have to think like what Cambridge Analytica got was any group that you're a part of. So they know like if you are somebody that cooks with a crock pot or somebody that cooks with an Instapot, you know, because you're part of these certain groups. And so they're going to pop up Instapot recipes that are, you know, making money and blah, blah, blah for Facebook. So correct. Am I, yes. Okay. Yes. Except. Okay. So what you just said is what is generally understood in the marketing arena called demographics. Okay. It's yeah. like, it's your age. Yeah. It's how much money you make. Mm-hmm. How many cars do you own? Do you, are you right. owning or renting a house? Yeah. It's sort of the things that are public knowledge mm-hmm. that become a part of your, the, the demographic, demographic understanding. Of, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think people generally understand that. What is less known is the other side of modern marketing, mm-hmm. and that is called psychographics. Okay. Okay. Psychographics are basically understanding our beliefs, our moods, wow, our um, our individual preferences, and so imagine what you might be marketed to. So, uh, Ima- imagine what so kind it, of mail you would receive yeah. if they understood, like, really what you like. So is the internet just turning us all into robots? Under whose authority, though? Who's, who is over the internet? Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah, there's... Like who controls the internet? Yeah. That's scary. Those are all good questions. Who does, though? I'm asking you. <laughs> Because I'm scared. Yeah. I'm like, who? Who? <laughs> Please yeah. tell me it's somebody good. But I don't think it is. You've just finished another episode of Frank and Chipper. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. This helps build our community and allows us to reach more people. And speaking of community, we now have a Facebook page. Head on over and join the conversation about each episode. Tell us what you thought. Tell us what you agreed or disagreed with. Give us your story because every story matters. Well, what do you think so far? Are you looking forward to part two of this series? I know I am. In part two, we talk about how a company used Facebook to gather 50 million Facebook users' personal data. We also talk about how Facebook, memes, foreign entities are disrupting the peace of America and dividing us through social media and other platforms. Remember to join the conversation over at our Facebook Frank and Chipper page. And until next time, be enlightened, live your best life, and always stay Frank and Chipper.